0: Hello, I'm Father Greg Cleveland with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary, and I'm here to talk to you about making choices as a Christian. Decisions matter. Life is a matter of choices, and every choice you make in turn makes you. We all know how difficult it can be to make decisions, and sometimes we prefer not to make them. Fortunately, we're not alone in making our choices. God comes to our aid with his Holy Spirit, and equips us in many ways so that we can do his will. Let's explore some of the principles and practices for discerning God's will. First of all, what do we mean by God's will? It's his conscious deciding, willing, and choosing to do something, especially with our cooperation. God is supremely free, and his will is effective, accomplishing what he pleases. When we freely cooperate in doing God's will, we will be happy and contribute to building His kingdom here on earth. We pray in the Our Father, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus always cooperated in doing the Father's will. He said, My food is to do the will of Him who sent me and to accomplish His work. In His agony in the garden, He prayed, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but yours be done. Jesus' dying on the cross was the Father's will. Jesus chose it when he could have easily avoided it. God's will is certain and universal for us on two counts. First, he desires our salvation, as we hear in 1 Timothy 2, God our Savior who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Second, he desires our sanctification, our growing in holiness and love. We hear this in 1 Thessalonians, for this is the will of God, your sanctification. Every decision we make should be in keeping with these two goals. Beyond these universals, God wants us to use our minds and hearts to discern how to live according to his plan, which he reveals. The Lord already reveals his will for us in so many ways when we form our consciences on scripture and the teaching authority of the church. We're given instructions such as the commandments and beatitudes as lived by Jesus. The church enlightens us, teaches us truth about who we are and how to live our Christian lives. The duties of our state in life inform our choices. For instance, in marriage, the twin goals of unity of the spouses and procreation have plenty of implications about how to live that vocation. The church's moral teaching on virtue shows us how to live well in each situation, such as moderation in pleasure, courage in the face of obstacles, justice in giving each person his or her due, and prudence in applying principles. And he empowers us by his grace to live these virtues. Even with all this help, choices can still be difficult. God is also interested in the many details of my life. In his providence, he loves and cares for me and the common good of all. He desires that I actively seek and find his will, cooperate in choosing and executing it. Why is this so challenging? Well, it certainly makes us grow in virtue, developing our gifts of intellect and will, and growing in wisdom, prudence, and in so many other good qualities. We need to be enlightened, equipped, and empowered by God that he accomplishes his will in us. We hear in the letter to the Hebrews 13, Now may the God of peace equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in you that which is pleasing in his sight. So what is our image of doing God's will? A lot of people envision the process like the relationship of boss and employee. God the boss gives me orders on the job, like digging a hole or moving bricks, and I receive a reward or paycheck for doing it. There's not much communication or relationship there. A better image is that of two spouses, maybe a husband and a wife. Both persons express their opinions and desires for expected outcomes. In my spousal relationship with the Lord, there is a loving dialogue in prayer between the Lord and me. I learn to see his point of view, and he sees mine. There is mutuality in deciding, and each person tries to please the other in doing what is best for everyone according to the situation. In keeping with this image, my relationship with God is center stage, and the decisions flow from prayer. Sometimes the Lord even manifests his will to us through our desires. Paul tells us in Philippians, It is God who, in his good will toward you, begets in you any measure of desire or achievement. In all of this, there's a foundation of trust and love for God. He has plans for us and desires our greater freedom in choosing those plans. Once we are held dear by God at peace in his embrace, we'll experience moments of clarity, some stronger than others, about what he has in store for us. Let's look at the example of a young woman named Catherine who had finished college and begun working. She was dating a young man and was also considering religious life. Months passed, and her search for God's will continued. One night, she was driving home from work. Catherine describes what occurred that evening. The presence of Jesus palpably filled that white Ford Escort LX. It was like being in a room with someone you love but cannot see. Yet, you can feel his eyes on you. He didn't say anything. He just looked at me. And his look, it was like when a guy looks at you, not with lust, but with a desire that you be his girl. It's astounding to have God look at you like that, both exhilarating and humbling, because you know it's totally unmerited. To my surprise, I felt very much like when I had first fallen in love, except it was magnified a hundred times. A very direct dialogue ensued. I kept saying, what do you want? What do you want? The gist of his reply was, you can do whatever you please. You can get married. You can have the job of your choice. But it would please me if you have me. I melted. He had asked a question and waited for an answer. He wouldn't force me. It was powerful, yet gentle persuasion. Never have I felt so free, yet, at the same time, it seemed impossible that I should say no. I pulled into the parking lot and sat in my car, finally saying, Whatever, whatever you want, Lord. Then the presence that had surrounded me seemed to pierce through me and close around my heart. Catherine's decision came out of an awareness of God's gift of love and her relationship with God. The Lord showed deep reverence for her human freedom. She said, I have never felt so free. And her heart opens in love to the love she experiences as she chooses him definitively. So as you begin to discern your decisions, imagine the Lord as a loving friend and imagine him asking you what you desire. Also ask him what he thinks is best for you and for the freedom and courage to follow it. See what happens.